Welcome to Technovation. I'm your host, Peter High. My guest today is Sunny Gupta. Sunny is the co-founder and chief executive officer of Aptio, a company that defined a technology category, technology business management. In this role, Sunny has driven the company to become a market leader with significant scale. In this interview, we discuss the technology business management council the company created and its strategic priorities, the four areas where technology business management plays a role today, and Sunny's advice for those low on the transformation curve. We discuss why there's no separation between the business and IT anymore, how Aptio integrates with other platforms to create a central financial technology decision engine, and Aptio's experience going public and then going private. Lastly, we discuss four acquisitions the company has made in recent times, some of the emerging technologies Sunny has his eye on, and a variety of other topics. If you enjoy Technovation, please consider reading my book, Getting to Nimble, which provides lessons from leading tech execs on how best to modernize people, processes, technology, ecosystems, and strategy to foster nimbleness in the enterprise. Order now on Amazon or visit gettingtonimble.com to learn more. Before we get to our interview, I wanted to introduce you to our sponsor, Zoho, and the company's president, Timothy Casby. Prior to taking on his current role, he was the chief information officer of a number of companies, including Reliance Industries, Sears, Intrexon, and the Warehouse Group. He's now at Zoho, a most unusual enterprise software company, and wanted to share some perspectives from it. Timothy, take it away. Peter, you keep calling us an unusual enterprise software company. I think we should talk about that a bit. Yes, We have not borrowed a single dollar from a VC or a bank and ended up bootstrapping our way to multi-billion dollar SaaS business with over 60 million enterprise users. That itself is unusual for a tech company. But the principles that have kept us from accepting VC term sheets are simple. We believe all our employees should have good night's sleep each night, be it month end, quarter end, or year end. To enable this principle, we have stayed private and have not dipped into public money. We don't believe in debt and discourage anyone from getting in one. A good night's sleep has its premium. Yes, we believe in good night's sleep and eating healthy foods. That's why we leave money on the table. It comes from our principle of eating healthy food. Just because there is food on the table, we don't believe it's healthy to eat it all. Therefore, any product we market, be it CRM, Sign, Helpdesk, and 100 others, these will be many multiples cheaper than our nearest competitor. And it comes from the principle of leaving money on the table. Find out more about our unusual enterprise company at Zoho.com. Thanks, Timothy. And now on to the interview. Sunny Gupta, welcome to Technovation. It's great to speak with you today. Thank you so much for having me, Peter. Wonderful. Well, uh, Sunny, I thought we'd begin with uh, maybe a quick overview as to your background. You were the founder and chief executive officer of Aptio. And for those who are listening who may be less familiar with it, I would love to uh, perhaps have you provide a bit of background into the company and maybe even a little bit about the genesis story of it. Great. Uh, Thank you, Peter. Uh, So, you know, Aptio really started in 2007. I, uh, I was part of Opsware, which we had sold to HP. And so I talked to around 40, 50 CIOs and uh, really in back in 2007 summer. And uh, frankly, the original idea for Appio really came from the CIO of Goldman Sachs. And they said, hey, technology is massively complex. We are spending, um, you know, uh, billions and billions of dollars in technology. And uh, frankly, as a CIO, I really don't have any business management system and a financial management system to help measure and manage the ROI of technology so I can make better data-driven decisions for myself and my organization. But number two, uh, technology is pervasive in the business. 
So how do I really align uh, the business priorities with technology investments? So that was really the theme. And uh, just after talking to 40, 50 CIOs, I just thought uh, this is a massive opportunity for Appio as a company to create a new category of software to help uh, provide pl planning, analyzing, optimization of technology spending. And uh, customers were really, I realized customers had general ledger systems like uh, SAP, Oracle, and those systems were just inadequate. So we needed to integrate with it. And frankly, the reality was the majority of the customers were trying to do this type of work in spreadsheets and uh, you know business intelligence cubes, which were just not repeatable and so forth. So that's really the opportunity and uh, kind of here we're at and really excited uh, that uh, we got that idea. And the, the discipline that you really founded as a result of this is technology business management, TBM for short, uh, and a discipline was born as Aptio was uh, nine years ago. And I wonder if you could take a moment, Sonny, and talk a bit about TBM, not only the concept, but also now there's a whole council associated with this, uh, a group of, of CIOs that have come together uh, in order to help completely uh, continue to nurture the ideas behind it. Uh, talk a bit about TBM and its evolution, please. Yeah, great. So, you know, it really started back uh, nine years ago, and uh, we had a bunch of our early customers, uh, the CIO of Cisco, Rebecca Jacoby, uh, the CIO from JP Morgan Chase, some of our early customers who had deployed Appio. And really, they said, look, uh, every CIO, a large or small CFO, they're all struggling with the same challenges. So while you guys have a pretty active advisory board, uh, there are standards which are needed in this industry, and there are best practices which are needed. So Rebecca came to me, Becky, and said, like, hey, would you consider creating a nonprofit and separating the best practices from uh, the software which Appio provides. And you have a better chance of kind of making this kind of more adopted in, into the industry and, and so forth. So it was a fairly controversial topic at that time with my board of directors, right, which is very sort of commercially driven, if you will, for, from a software perspective. So, so we, we took the step, we created a nonprofit council called the TBM or Technology Business Management Council. It's governed by uh, independent board of directors, which is all CIOs or CFOs of leading organizations. It started off, Peter, with five uh, unique CIOs on that council. And uh, today, I'm kind of proud to say uh, it's the world's largest community of CIOs and CFOs uh, kind of helping really measure, manage the business of IT, which is around like, how do you plan? How do you optimize? How do you kind of plan your journey to the cloud? How do you, how do you uh, plan best practices if you're shifting from a project base to a product base in an agile transformation? And uh, it's 10,000 members, as I mentioned, 24 uh, board members. And we do, uh, the charter is really focused on three things. One is we develop the standard. So we've developed a industry standard cost model, uh, which has kind of become the way how public sector and private sector is managing their technology investments. Number two, we do a lot of incredible education events and certifications. And third, there are a lot of like collaboration, right? Where people come, come together and share best practices or share what the challenges are. And, uh, and frankly, if you go to some of these meetings, uh, it, it is kind of really, even though I haven't been to one of the AAA meetings, but some of the CIOs have mentioned that, hey, it, it is really pretty refreshing because 
in a pretty safe environment, you know, they're finding that everybody has got exactly the same challenges. And this is an incredible forum for them to come together and kind of share what's working, what's not. Well, and some of the disciplines that are driven by TBM and and that the council, no doubt, and the and the the, the broader community are driving are particularly salient during times like these, uh, where it's important to have sound governance and financial management, so that certainly as as many companies are experiencing a need for some belt tightening uh, as a result of the consequences of the the pandemic and the economic uh, economic issues that arose from them, but not turning off one's innovation engine uh, um, while you're so doing. And so getting that balance correct and having the appropriate discipline governance, as I mentioned a moment ago, becomes that much more important. Maybe you can talk a bit about the some of the things that you have seen, uh, those those customers of yours, um, how they are, are getting that balance correct, leveraging uh, the solutions you provide and the principles of TBM uh, in the process as well. Yeah, Peter, you you kind of hit it. So, look, I think today we have around 1,800 customers who practice um, uh, different capabilities in the in the overall TBM uh, methodology, and I'll kind of talk about that a little bit. But uh, look, let's talk about the pandemic. So, uh, COVID hits uh, last year. The first uh, element, which was very sort of defensive in a lot of ways, I would say where CIOs, CFOs had to kind of replan their technology investments at a pretty rapid pace. Sometimes CIOs had to do that three to five times. And the reason was uh, there was really no uh, visibility into the top line, right? Last year, if you go back in in uh, April, May timeframe. So I think the r- rapid replanning, scenario planning of the technology spending was really important. Then I think we went to the second phase where the entire focus was on belt tightening and uh, cost optimization decisions. Many CIOs came to us and said, look, we've, we've, kind of, we've done a lot already through our people, through vendors, through labor, but now we, we really need to make data-driven decisions and we want to make sure we, we're really not making, not cutting into the bone and we're making the right kind of decisions. So those were the two kind of themes. And then uh, really the third uh, trend, which I'm really uh, excited by, was uh, a massive acceleration to the cloud. So we are seeing as a result of this, CIO said like, hey, I have to move to the cloud. I have to get out of my legacy data centers. But the reality is people are more in a hybrid kind of state. And the fourth is uh, every company, uh, because of COVID, is forced to become digital first. And uh, the digital transformation has accelerated. The role of the CIO and the C- CIO has kind of really gotten elevated in a lot of ways, and they have to innovate. They have to change the business model. It's not about just technology transformation. It's around a business model transformation. So they're, they're rapidly shifting from a project-based delivery to a product-based delivery, continuously deliver, uh, you know, but that, so when you kind of think about cost optimization, when you think about planning, when you think about managing your journey to the cloud and when you think about kind of balancing the portfolio to new innovation these are massive challenges and uh, which our customers are facing and these are really the four areas where a technology business management kind of plays a role and these are the four areas where aptio kind of provides solutions today and we are the market leader in in each one of these categories so we are starting to see uh, kind of massive adoption of these principles. And, you know, it could be the case that one customer 
is more uh, concerned about just their journey to the cloud. And they're saying, okay, how do I get handled on this cloud? But some customers are coming to us and saying, hey, I just, I just want to adopt the agile and the safe and kind of how do I move towards that model rapidly? And some customers are saying, no, I need to optimize the cost. And some customers are frankly saying, I'm going to use this to transform my entire IT operating model and, uh, and I need to kind of look at this kind of more broadly. Yeah, very interesting. And, and I, I'm sensitive to the fact and intrigued by the fact that you uh, work with uh, some of the leading companies who have gone through those various phases of transformation that you just described, uh, migration to cloud and optimization of cloud spend, uh, project to product transition, uh, service management, financial transparency, a lot of the themes that you call out actually as threads pulled through this conversation. Uh, and some of those organizations that have made that transformation earlier and more steadfast have been the ones, all things being equal, that have been most resilient during this downturn. Uh, and they're going to have an exit velocity from this uh, pandemic and economic crisis, which will be en the envy of their industries. For those organizations that are a notch or two or several uh, behind them, I'm curious if you have some advice uh, to help them emulate the practices. Uh, certainly one of those, I'm sure, is to to uh, to partner with the likes of a, a great organization like your own. Uh, and beyond that as well, what, what are some of the advice for those that are a few rungs below those leaders who wish to emulate some of those very same practices? Yeah, that's a really good question, Peter. Uh, we've been talking to many uh, many customers who've been on the sidelines and who've been kind of, you know, not maybe as aggressive, if you will, on a couple of these principles. I mean, so we did a little research right across the CIO, CFO community. The big picture, one of the first important things which has got nothing to do with technology, which we are learning is that the, the relationship, in order to really drive the transformation around these principles, the CIOs uh, have to become kind of really strategic business partners, fundamentally, whether it's with the CFO, with the CEO, with the business units. I mean, there's there's really no separation between IT and the business anymore. And uh, and this uh, these changes are as much around business model changes as as around kind of technology transformation. So I think uh, I think really uh, the CIOs have a very unique opportunity to kind of align more strategically around these principles with the C-suite. And uh, both on the business side as well as on the technology side, and that's uh, I'm starting to see that quite a bit uh, as a trend. Uh, and and really, the business relationship side and kind of cultivating these deep relationships is really important. And secondly, uh, kind of creating a vision and a strategy uh, around these things. And then thirdly, I would just say uh, this is not boiling the ocean uh, because uh, because you can be in an analysis paralysis mode for a really really long time. Uh, we've seen a lot of incredible success where customers would just say, I'm, I'm going to start with an agile center of excellence. I'm going to start with a cloud center of excellence uh, and, and just financial management excellence. I'm going to start with, I'm going to start someplace. And uh, I'm not, I may be at level two or level one, but I'm going to start, I'm going to iterate, I'm going to move there rapidly, and I'm going to be open to bringing new thought process. Uh, you know, that's partnering with organizations like yourselves, ourselves, or uh, other organizations and just, uh, and just kind of starting someplace, uh, because, because the worst thing to do is 
just keep doing the same things. Like we have many customers who frankly still manage a lot of these processes on spreadsheets or BI cubes. And, uh, you know, we're in 2021. I mean, this is the world of digital transformation. So, so these things cannot really help create more business value, but start someplace. Don't be on the sidelines, be a change agent for your organization, because, you know, you may have a lot of people within your organization who may just say, no, I already do it. I already have everything under control and just kind of questioning the status quo and, and embracing uh, the change, maybe engaging with your peers, I think is another great angle to see kind of how people got from A to B, but you've got to set a North Star vision and then kind of just start taking some baby steps. That's fantastic. There, there are a variety of corporate planning tools around and any uh, CFO, CIO would likely uh, have a reason to have multiple of them as part of their portfolio. And I know that you think about the establishment of, a, of an ecosystem and a series of partnerships uh, as a means of, of helping to bring together a broader ecosystem that perhaps is easier to digest by some of those very same uh, uh, leaders within, within the enterprise. Talk a bit about your strategy uh, in terms of the thought process around these strategic partnerships or integrations that, uh, that, that you've put, put in place. Yeah, thank you for that, Peter. So I would say, look, we fundamentally exist within an existing ecosystem. So any generally any CIO you walk into, they have a few things in place. Uh, they would definitely have a financial general ledger system. Uh, generally, that tends to be Oracle, that tends to be SAP. Uh, you know, there are many different other flavors of that. Secondly, it tends to be corporate planning systems. And that would be things like Anaplan, that would be things like Workday, that would be things like Hyperion. These are for corporate planning kind of systems. And then uh, the third major system we see is a service management system like ServiceNow, uh, where you're managing your incident problem change, your maybe your projects, your CMDB. And then uh, certainly you could have uh, other operational systems like VMware and cloud invoices and those type of things. So the challenge is these tend to be kind of disconnected systems and they're not really designed for the digital transformation. They're not really designed for the complexity of IT uh, and, and really, and the change, uh, the rapid change which happens in IT. So we consider Appio to be a central financial technology decision engine, which sits at the intersection of all these systems. So we integrate with SAP Oracle we integrate with Anaplan, we integrate with Workday, and we take the corporate planning systems and we, and we provide the granularity of IT, whether it's around resources, around vendors, around infrastructure, around cloud services, uh, the dynamic uh, scenario planning and the decision-making, and we read and write into these systems. And the same thing with ServiceNow, uh, because ServiceNow contains incredible data around assets, inventory, incident, problem change. And so we are taking the disparate data from ServiceNow, from uh, financial systems, combining that data and, and providing the granularity of IT to enable the decision-making of your journey to the cloud, your financial management, your optimization, or your shift from uh, project to product. So these partnerships are really, really strategic. And I would say we have hundreds and thousands of customers who are integrating our platform relative to all these other platforms. Very interesting. Roughly two years ago, in January of 2019, Vista Equity Partners completed their acquisition of Aptio. Uh, so you went private. And uh, through the course of the couple of years since, you've 
had, I believe it's four acquisitions. Um, this has bolstered the capabilities of, of the organization. And I wonder if you could talk a bit about that whole process of going private, of uh, developing some of these new relationships uh, as a result of the acquisitions, and how that's impacted your thought process looking forward as to the further evolution of Aptio. Yeah, great. Uh, look, so uh, we were uh, really happy being a public company, creating great values. We started to get some inbounds from a couple of strategic players. And uh, Vista, uh, which is the leading kind of private equity firm, and they've invested in very high growth assets like Marketo, and they have around 65 companies in their portfolio. They had spent uh, a million bucks with McKinsey studying our space, our market. And, uh, and they really were convinced that this is a high growth uh, company and there's a, it's a big platform. And especially, I think they were betting big on the digital transformation trend. So they, they put a very attractive offer in front of our board and our shareholders as a public company. It was, uh, it was very attractive and we kind of ended up going down that path. And I was very excited after getting to know the Vista people uh, where I was like, uh, this is a unique opportunity to grow the company. Uh, they were not really acquiring Appio for just cash flows and all that. It was a really a growth-driven thesis. And so it's been two years, and everything which we discussed two years ago has been true, plus more. So just to give you some stats, uh, we were 550 customers. We had 1,800 customers today. Um, we were uh, 500 employees. We are uh, close to 1,400 employees today. Uh, the company has continued to maintain its top line and also drastically increased uh, the bottom line at the same time, which has uh, just been awesome. We have expanded geographically into uh, places like Singapore, into Thailand, into Japan, uh, into uh, Germany. So geographic expansion has been pretty awesome. And then uh, organic uh, innovation. So we brought in the concept of self-service analytics, machine learning driven uh, data insights. And more importantly, then uh, we've completed four acquisitions, uh, which have been uh, cloud. Uh, so we provide, uh, uh, acquired cloudability for cloud cost management. It gives us an incredible view into the hybrid as well as cloud governance. We've acquired a company in SaaS uh, discovery and spend management. So we can discover all the SaaS all the vendor contracts and kind of provide value to our customers. We've acquired a company, Seven Park, which is around data and machine learning. And lastly, we've acquired a company, uh, Target Process, which is a market leader in in agile transformation, a shift from project to product. So, so really, we are integrating all of these uh, four uh, companies into the core Aptio platform. And uh, so really, really excited. And I just feel like we are in the very early days of uh, of kind of what we set out to do, and uh, and the best days are really ahead of us. You know, uh, that's a fascinating overview. I appreciate you sharing that, uh, Sonny. I I I, uh, I have a book coming out in just a few weeks, and it highlights those companies born before the digital age that have transformed themselves to better compete uh, and thrive in the digital age, and the sorts of things they've done to achieve nimbleness. And one of the things that's been a common factor across those organizations is a change in orientation towards believing that you are a truly a technology company in fill-in-the-blank industry and uh, acquiring engineering assets uh, uh, associated with that, developing sort of a, a new way of digitizing the operation and rethinking the digital experience of the customers of the enterprise and the like. 
um, you know, you are actually the CEO of a technology company. And so in many ways, these CIOs are attempting to foster a greater sort of cultural uh, set of values that approximate what you do as a business. And I wonder if you could translate uh, for those who uh, find that vision compelling and perhaps, again, are sort of in the earlier stages of the journey towards that, what advice would you offer them as to uh, how best to approximate it? Yeah, you know, I would say, look, I mean, there's just so much amazing work happening in our industry. And I think you're absolutely right. Every company is a technology company, independent of the vertical. And I think there's a lot to be learned uh, for enterprises from kind of what uh, what really the technology organizations are doing. For example, the shift, as we think about the shift from project to product, this is a shift. I mean, we've always delivered products, right? That's our products are really software-driven products. And we've, we've you know, we've always delivered these products. We've always delivered on a continuous basis, on a monthly basis. We've always organized in very uh, discrete teams. So I think there's a very unique opportunity for uh, the enterprises to engage very deeply with technology organizations and see kind of how R&D development gets done. And I, I think that dialogue often does not happen that often because because uh, you know it's it's a customer vendor uh, style relationship often, but just understanding from an engineering perspective, like how uh, we are delivering software, how other companies uh, in the technology industry are delivering software, how they organize, how do they measure metrics, uh, how do the roadmap planning happens? I think that's pretty important. I think this cloud journey is also pretty interesting. I mean, Appio is a very unique story in that we we are a SaaS uh, cloud based company but uh, we started with our own data centers we started with our polo locations and now we have migrated uh, practically majority of our workloads on uh, multi cloud environments including aws azure and kind of and we've done that in a pretty record time uh, with with deep partnership with uh, with these and and frankly we apply the financial governance controls to see is it actually cheaper or not which it, it necessarily not always is and I know, uh, I know these principles exist in many of my other peers in, in the software and technology industry. So I think engaging much more deeply, as well as engaging with other enterprises who've done it at scale. Uh, I mean, people have people are all trying to do the same thing in a lot of ways. And so I would say just engaging in community and forum. This is, I think, where I would say a forum like PBM uh, Council is an incredible forum to engage and just seeing what's working and what's not working, how other companies are doing it. And, and we make it a point to make sure we do bring in people from different industries, could be software industries. So I believe there's a lot to learn uh, for the enterprises from uh, kind of what's happening in companies like ourselves, as well as vice versa. There's a lot for us to learn kind of in, in terms of what these companies are doing. In closing, Sonny, I wanted to ask you, as you look to the future and, and hopefully sooner rather than later, a, a post-pandemic world, the next normal, uh, what are some of the things that excite you, whether it's trends that are rising? You've already spoken a, a, quite a bit about uh, the the position that the company is in based upon it's having gone public, the acquisitions you put together, some of the new strength that you're adding to the company. Um, what are some other things that excite you as you look, let's say, two or three years out? Yeah, you know, I think uh, we've we've covered a lot of this, but uh, I'll summarize with saying, look, we are in the world of digital transformation. Uh, the role of the CIO uh, is going to be much more important than ever. I mean, I I firmly believe the there's a unique opportunity 
you're going to see CIOs become CEOs, uh, and and they they will run these businesses just because it's all going to be technology led transformation. And I think there's a generational shift in computing, uh, in cloud. It's generational shift shift in how software is going to get delivered uh, from project to product. So uh, so these opportunities are massive. The technology spending is going to increase. Uh, even this year, we see four percent. Uh, budgets kind of going up generally on IT spending. So, so you're going to see kind of just massive explosion, something we haven't seen before. And, uh, and so I think it's a pretty exciting opportunity. I really see Appio as a business system for digital transformation, whether you're doing cloud, whether you're doing agile, whether you just want to do financial management and, uh, and really bringing AI and machine learning kind of capabilities to this uh, to this discipline so we can provide value to our customers at a much uh, more uh, faster pace. So very, very excited about uh, kind of the future as the world starts to emerge out of COVID. Well, uh, Sunny Gupta, thank you so much for taking time, talking a bit about your entrepreneurial journey, the inspirations behind it, uh, the remarkable growth that you've experienced in defining a category just nine years ago, and many exciting plans you have for the future. It's been a great conversation. Thank you so much, Peter. Thanks for tuning in. Please join me on Thursday when my guest will be Steve Philpot, the former Chief Information Officer of Western Digital.